Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Well, great to be back with you folks today. And, and you know, we continue on on our study uh, with Philippians chapter 2. And, I, you know, we've been moved. We found ourselves at times talking about how these things come together, having the mind of Christ, having a sacrifice made, doing these things that are different, selling out for God, being a prison epistle. Uh, we've, we've talked about that, I think, on several times, Stephanie, where, you know, this guy's in prison. Mm-hmm. And, you know, God inspires people, whatever our lot in life. And uh, our lot in life's a little rough right now. I'm not going to lie to you. We feel like we've spent a night in jail. Uh, the whole car accident thing. <laughs> we, uh, you know, there's headaches, there's whiplash, there's cricks and necks. There's, I think I held my head too tight for the chiropractor. Uh, I feel like. I feel like I'm missing a vertebrae in the left-hand side of my neck or something. I know that's anatomically impossible. I remember anatomy from college, but something's <laughs> missing there. All right, there, there might be a wedge that someone drove in there with a nail or something. I don't know. But as we go on, you know, the whole purpose of this podcast, the whole reason we're here is for people who are hurting. It's helpful wounded spirits, people with PTSD, people help folks with PTSD. We've come to realize, I don't know, Stephanie, if, if you've ever been anywhere since you've been counseling with people, if you, have you ever been anywhere where someone hasn't come up to you and said, I got a problem? No. If I'm speaking at a church, yeah, there's normally someone coming up. There's a line, man. Problems. And, and, and so folks, listen, we're all in this together. Yeah. We're brothers and sisters that are in this together. We all have responsibilities. We all have things we got to go. And, 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 you know, we're sitting here and we're going through this trial with the accident. We're going through this trial with my foot surgery. We're going through this trial with, with Stephanie's medical thing. And Stephanie wouldn't say anything about this, but she allows me and she shares her whole life with you guys. And Listen, folks, when, when her dear husband was shot in that car in Cameroon and she held his head for an hour getting to that hospital and moved everybody around the car, she has had a pulled muscle or a torn muscle or a bad nerve or something going on in her neck. Add to that what just happened to her recently. And you, you folks, if, if you could pray for anyone, pray for Stephanie Wesco. Just pray for her and but uh, Stephanie, how are you? So I, I did that. Here, here I am setting you up saying Thanks, you've been Dad. in pain since October 30th, 2018. But <laughs> but are you getting, we just came back from wonderful missionary family. We did. Uh, so we came back from our dear friends. And so my dear wife, Stephanie and her girls, Liberty, who's with us here on this trip, uh, and Stephanie, and we, we, a missionary family invited us over there. Missionaries to China, praise God. We're not going to mention their name because of the whole weird religious freedom thing. Which, uh, but uh, God bless that family. We had a good time with them. But and uh, our dear brother, he's going through some trials. Everybody's going through some trials. And you say, well, Doug, why are you telling all this? Because the prescription for all of that is God. Mm -hmm. The prescription for all of that are found in these pages here in the Book of Philippians and. Excuse me. And I think we see so much. And and uh, I would take a sip of water right now, but I gave Stephanie a sip of water and uh, so she could take her medicine. 
And she just downed what was left of my water. So I'm, I'm sorry about that. That's what happens when you make podcasts at night. Things like this happen. But the prescription for all of this is medicine. Honestly, dear friends, We're is right here in the pages out. of the book of Philippians and mm -hmm. not to share your water. But uh, so, Stephanie, how are you tonight? Let's get back to that. Hey, I'm hydrated at the moment. Thanks to you. <laughs> She's hydrated. I had a nice bottle of uh, spring water over here. And, and uh, no, so, no to anyone who wants to share water with me. Yeah. So if you give me a partial bottle. If you or goodbye. your family get set next to Stephanie somewhere <laughs> at a church and you've got an attractive looking drink like a water or Coke or a Sprite. No, Coke I don't do. Okay, so if you're there and you're set close, do Coke. But anyway, <laughs> it's time to get on what we're doing. Stephanie's doing all right. Paul's example. You know what I'm amazed at, Stephanie, though? Seriously, getting back to the seriousness uh, of what we're doing here with the ministry. I'm amazed that Paul's doing all right here. Yeah. I'm amazed it's that true. here, writing to the church at Philippi, in jail, a prison epistle, Handcuffed and shackled to someone else. And this is what he says in verse number 17 of the chapter of chapter two of the book of Philippians. He says, if I be offered upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I joy and rejoice with you all. So he's saying, if I become that offering and, you know, we we have uh, admittedly probably a hundred times during these first hundred and something podcasts. Uh, made the comment, and I believe we're on a 109th podcast, and we're talking about an uh, an offer, you know, uh, being a offered sacrifice is what this podcast is. And here we are in the 109th one, and we're looking at this, and he's saying, if I be offered at that sacrifice, and like I say, probably a hundred times we've talked about being offered up as a sacrifice. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, from Romans 12:1. Uh, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is? Your reasonable service. The least we can do. And here's what Paul's saying. He's saying, not only did I write these words to the church at Rome, not only were they part of service that I was talking about with the church of Rome, not only was that something that had to be done, but it's so real that I'm willing to do it. Yeah. What is that? What is that? How does that talk to you, Stephanie? Well, Jesus was real to Paul. And I think because Jesus was real to Paul, you know, we're not, you know, I think there's that whole element of, you know, so many religions in the world are serving a dead master. Yeah. And we, we as Christians have a real living Christ in us. He's off the cross. Yeah, he's he's alive. He's on the throne. He's victorious. And Paul, that's how Paul saw Jesus. And serving him wasn't something that was begrudging. It was something he was more than willing to do. And there was joy in it. He's saying, you know, if I be offered, I joy and rejoice with you all. In other words, we're all serving Christ together. And for the same cause also, do you joy and rejoice with me? And you know, in the midst of all of this suffering that Paul's in, writing this from prison, chained to a guard. I mean, think about Philippi, what Paul had been through in Philippi, being beaten and put in, you know, shackles and everything that happened in the story of Acts of Paul and Philippi. 
Yeah. And he's saying. And he's writing back to him. I'm joying. I'm I'm full of joy. I'm rejoicing that we all get to do this together. And it's just yeah. like, wow. Well, and you know, there's something really cool here, too. There's a bond. Yeah. You know, there's a bond that Paul has with the Philippian converts mm-hmm. that he's writing about. It's big. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not saying this isn't pushyfoot and stuff. This yeah. is this is real. I mean, this is, uh, you know, the, the consecrated believers in his yes. mind. You know, he's sharing with them. And, and, and folks, those people who've been in the military, who've been overseas missionaries, who, who've been in the ministry, who've been in those tough times where uh, they're right up against the wall, where things are tough, where things are hard, where things are challenging, those people who live that life, those people who live that life can look at this and, and, and look back at, at, at this and say, man, Paul was sold for him. He was sold out. He was totally sold out for them. And, and so he's offered himself. And, and I like this. He says, if I be offered upon the sacrifice of service for your faith, I joy. I rejoice in that. I'm happy about that. I'm happy for you all that I get to give my life for you. Yeah. I'm happy for my all that my life is going to be used to forward or advance the ministry of Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and friends, Paul's situation, I know we keep going back to this because that's what our group is. Paul's situation, he's a wounded spirit here. Yeah. He's uh, he's handcuffed. He's shackled. His yeah. his life is sideways. He's he's upside down, and he's worried about the people at Philippi. He's writing them yeah. a letter that turns out to be inspired. It turns out to be the word of God, and uh, uh, and we get to read the word of God today. And I I, I think there's so much sim- symbolic here, so much real here. And and we mentioned last time this is real. This is real life. And uh, a lot of people don't realize that because we live back in our cushy uh, little places, our cushy little lives here in America and things of that nature. And our lives in America aren't quite as cushy anymore, are they? And our, our, you know, our, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, this relative cloud, this, this purity of a nation, everything's good. And, and we're seeing other things. And we've come to that time where we got to realize that we may have to be offered up. Yeah. We may have to be offered up. Well, I think this is something that every missionary has to has, comes to terms with before they're willing to go to the mission field. Yeah. Um, and I think you, I, yeah, it's a part of the, of true service. There's, there's that point where you reach of being willing to joyfully be offered yeah. Upon the sacrifice and service of your faith. And yeah. this is what this is what a missionary and it's supporting his or her supporting churches. This is this is what should define us as um, that combination of if I be offered upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I join rejoice with you all for the same cause. Also, do you join and rejoice with me where it's that unity that working together. And this is what Christianity is to be all about. Yeah. Because this is following up, you know, the yeah. verses about holding forth the word of life and, um, yeah. you know, all of that. It's the real deal. I mean, this is, you know, hey, you know, I'm writing back. I mean, this is this is a war zone. I mean, the world is broken into pieces a couple thousand years ago. Uh, there's kingdom. There's people who are against the king. And, uh, you know, the king uh, is seeing Paul as a problem. Yeah. 
he's seeing Paul uh, as somebody that may uh, cause him problems because if they if they start to believe that there's somebody greater than the king or the emperor or whatever, uh, that just doesn't fit into their plans. And uh, but then you know we get down to verse number eighteen, and uh, this verse number eighteen says so much. It says, "For the same cause also do ye, do ye joy." And rejoice with me. Wow. You know what he's saying? He's saying, listen, uh, you know, I've got a stake in you and you've got a stake in me. You know, I've got skin in the game and you guys have got skin in the game. So I guess what I'm telling you, friends, that's an expression we always would use is, uh, especially when I was growing up, it was an expression in the army, growing up in the army. He has no skin in the game. He has no right to say anything about you. He has no right to say where that private's moving to. He has no right to say whether that person's being promoted or not. Paul says these people have all the right. They're consecrated. They're holy. They're sacrificed. They're ready. Folks, you're saying, well, Doug, where are we getting at here? We're talking in circles, but we're not. What I'm saying is we need to get to that point where we all have skin in the game. We need to get to that point where we're all in. We need to get to that point where everything is a go. And so, you know, Stephanie, you know what I what came to mind for me a little while ago? Our supporters. Mm-hmm. They change everything. Yep. They hold the rope. They're all in. And that's what Philippi, the church at Philippi was for Paul. They were supporters. Because we're going to come up on that here the next few verses. Yeah. And here we are. We, we've... You know, we got these people who are all in, and we got to be all in for them. And I'll tell you, we have a responsibility for the people who look out for us and the people we look out for. We have a tremendous responsibility, uh, you know, to bring them all in. And uh, for those of you who hold the ropes for us, pray for us, care for us, uh, that's what Paul's talking about. We're all in here, and and uh, we're all in. And, and And give an example, Stephanie, if you could, of a supporter that changed your life, you and Charles' life along the way. Give us an example about that. Well, we had on deputation, there was several churches who really invested in us um, in different ways. Um, our mission, our, the mission board that Charles and I were with when we were going to Cameroon was out of Wisconsin. And um, that was our first mission, first missions conference. And I'll never forget, they showered the kids with so much love and um, gave our family they made it like Christmas and gave our family gifts and you know my kids will never um, Emmy wasn't around and I don't know that Caleb remembers Um, he was still a pretty little guy but the other kids still talk about that that was an investment in their lives Um, they gave Charles a Bible that a bunch of people in the church had signed I like that um, man Perfect gift, by the way, for a missionary or uh, a minister going out of your church. Perfect gift for uh, a young man, young lady going to the mission field, going to a Bible college is a Bible signed by everybody. There's no, there's no better gift. Yeah, and that Bible was so precious to me after Charles died. I found it uh, in our stuff after Charles died. And I remember going back and reading those notes and just remembering the people there, the faces of the people and knowing that they were, you know, how much their love was there. And then that church, after Charles was killed, um, I'll never forget Pastor B bringing a bag to Charles Memorial Service. 
and that church had bought each one of us, me and all eight kids, a brand new Bible with our names on the front, and had the people in the church had signed each of those Bibles for us. And that makes you want to cry. That was really special because. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't just. They put their love into action, and you know, I, there's times I use that for my study Bible at home, and because um, my actual Bible's falling apart. And um, newsflash: we got to get Stephanie yeah. a Bible. <laughs> no, this is my. This is my. This is my Bible. Praise God. But uh, it's tattered. It's torn <laughs> up. But that that was just that. Stephanie loves to just carry that Bible with her, and I don't know. I don't know that there's, you know, it's a Bible, but there's that Bible has her name on it and she can open that Bible. My little girl opens that Bible and sees notes from people, um, people telling her, you know, there was letters from other girls in the church put in there saying, you know, we're so sorry you lost your daddy and we're praying for you. And those things change your life. And those are the things that on those days when you feel like being done. Waterworks going on here, folks. Those, My tears have begun. <laughs> Stephanie's got water coming going. out. Yeah. It, but you know what? I think there's something significant that we can take from this uh, with what you just said. And I think the significant thing is this. There's actions that we do for those people who are fellow sacrificers, for those people who are all in, for those people who are supporting us, for those people who are praying for us, for those people we're supporting, for those people we're praying for, for those people who make a difference in our lives and we make a difference in their lives. Friends, go out and buy a church Bible printing Bible up there in Michigan, uh, church printers or whatever. Those Bibles, of course, you like 60, 80 bucks. They're worth about 400. Give one to a missionary. Everybody sign it. Give one to a missionary. Change a life. Mm-hmm. And then when you're sitting in a jail in Philippi or Cameroon or China or wherever the case is that that person's taken to, or you're sitting in a four-wall jail of your hotel room or wherever you are listening to this or wherever you're living, Listen, let's look out for one another. Let's share things. Let's be fellow sacrificers. Let's be let's be all in. So we've got a supporting church. So this is so God has been good to us. We have several supporting churches, but let but let me let, end with this. And uh, we have a supporting church. So we didn't know the church very well. That we have a uh, a ministry, and we got invited to a church in Tennessee. I don't want to tell you the name because everybody who's a missionary is going to call up and try to get a meeting there. But anyway. <laughs> We got invited out there, and the first day we were there, we, we were overwhelmed uh, by the people. We had no idea what was going on here. People were just so nice, and, and, and several churches were like that. Many mm-hmm. churches have been nice to yes. us, and many churches have been generous to us, and many churches God has used to change our life, but this church was a little different. And on Monday morning, I'll never forget this. They, you, you know the cart, Stephanie, they put tables on? Mm-hmm. So they, they took us to the auditorium, or what is their gymnasium there at the church at a Christian school. And they loaded, they bolted these chairs onto these tables and they turned it into a parade float. Wow. So Debbie and I were on a parade float on one side and uh, evangelist Scott Pauley was on the other side and they were pushing us. So there was three of us on this table thing, Debbie in the front, me behind her. And as I remember, Scott Pauley uh, behind me. 
and they pushed us into this auditorium. It was almost like a carnival ride. It was almost like something unbelievable. And they opened the door and the room was on fire of people screaming, welcome oh, home. Wow. And they were taking ticket date, torn up uh, newspapers and torn up papers that they had recycled. And they filled our bodies so filled with paper. Like confetti. Confetti. And there was like 300 people in this room screaming at the top of our their lungs. Thank you for going for us. We love you. Wow. Welcome home. Thank you for going for us. We love you. Welcome home. <laughs> and they threw that confetti. It was heavy on my body. But, you know, I turned around and I wanted to do the man thing. I looked at Debbie and she was crying. So I turned around to look at evangelist Scott Pauley because I said, certainly Scott's going to have a serious look on his face. And, you know, there'll be no crying there. We can do the man thing and not cry. But the dude was crying, okay? I'm just, I'm just being up front with you. There were tears draining there too. But you know what I'm saying, folks? Paul's people at Philippi were like those people at that church up in Wisconsin or like the people at that church out in Tennessee. They were just all in. Yeah. And we've had, we know a lot of churches that have been oh, all yeah. in for us. Yes. They've made big differences for us. Yep. And uh, I can think in the last year of people. Oh, numerous. Numerous, helping us, helping you, helping yes. Disney. I mean, there's things, there are things, folks, in our life that I'm talking to you that changed our lives. Yeah. You say, well, Brother Doug, what does this all have to do with 17 and 18? If I be offered upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I joy and rejoice with you all. Folks, be a sacrifice. Be yeah. willing to go all in. Go in for your brethren. Go in for your fellow missionary, fellow minister, your fellow person. Be all in, man. Suck it up. <laughs> that's what that's saying. <laughs> I mean, it's soldier time. This is soldier time. This is real and if you look here at verse 18, it says, for the same cause, also do ye joy and rejoice with me. He says, you know, whatever happens to me, Paul, I'm Paul, whatever happens to me, rejoice with me because I have God. I'm all in. I'm 100% in. It's going to make a difference. You're going to make a difference. Our lives are going to go fine. That's what this is all about, folks. Well, the way Paul, I love the fact that both verses... He uses that joy and rejoice. In other words, it's not just joys that the joy of the Lord, your strength. It's that inner. I picture joy as almost being more of a silent presence of yeah. that peace from God. But then that rejoicing, that's an outer active people see it. And so it's yeah. this twofold of yeah. inner joy of the Lord. And then that comes out in rejoicing. It's like serving God, even in jail. Paul was, had joy, internal joy from the Lord, but he was rejoicing. I sometimes wonder what that guard that was shackled to him. He probably thought he was shackled to a freak. You he know? probably started that way, but he probably ended with, hey, this guy's human, but he's right with God. Right, yeah. but I'm, you know, Paul was human. You know, we know yeah. he struggled. He had the same struggles any other human alive has ever had. He certainly did. But yeah. Paul knew how to rejoice. He did. I mean, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. I mean, you know, we we rejoice over Philemon Young, and and just knowing that the West Coast would come, that Liberty was coming, and these great Americans, these great heroes, these great people were coming. I bought this like ten pound fillet at Costco, twelve pound fillet. And we've been eating like 16-ounce steaks all week. We have. We've been eating like cake and 
I mean, there's joy for that. <laughs> but somewhere along the way, brethren, <laughs> we have joy for that filet mignon. We have joy to drive in my Chevy truck. That's right. Big Red's happy. But I'll tell you, somewhere along the way, folks, we're missing the joy of knowing that gold mine that we have waiting yep. for us, heaven, those streets of gold. And you know what? You know what chapter two has done so far up here to verse number 18? Summing it up is, is Paul's pointing to Christ as a supreme example in that nothing we do can even live up to that example, that we should look to Christ. And if it means putting our life out there, if it means, see, Charles Wesco got that. Stephanie Wesco got that. When they stepped on that uh, airliner and went over there to Cameroon, they knew that, hey, it could be all, we could be throwing all our chips in. And folks, that's what we want to be. We want to be able to be in that place. We want to look to the cross. We want to live in the light of Calvary. Everything we want to do, we want to put away our murmurs and, and uh, I think, disputings. And I think we want to find joy in serving God because there's, mm -hmm. there's no better place to find joy. Hey, we love you folks. And uh, we certainly consider it a great honor to be with you on uh, this podcast today, coming through your radios and your airways. And we sure would appreciate a, fair, uh, a prayer. We'll pray for you. Look, uh, look us up there on Helpful Wounded Spirits on our Facebook page or on personal page. Say howdy to us. And uh, we'll certainly say the same to you. May God bless you. And a special message to you foreign missionaries uh, around the world who listen to us. We think and pray for you folks all the time. Yeah. And uh, you get close to us, give us a shout and we'll uh, have to buy another one of those fillets. But may God bless you. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.